Are you out there doing your best to get on with life? Because, as you already know, it's what you make of your life that really counts. And sometimes having a few shortcuts to help you on your way can be very useful. The NLP Matters podcast might just be the toolbox you need to focus your attention, your effort, your drive onto what really does make the difference. Built on the foundation of neuro-linguistic programming, the NLP Matters podcast offers proven recipes you can use to create and sustain your life your way. G'day, and welcome to the NLP Matters podcast. I'm your host, Joe Clark. For the last few episodes, we've introduced the NLP technique of well-formedness conditions, which adds the final layer to the journey of building our successful life and ensuring our goals are robust and resilient. So far, we've looked closely at the first five of the well-formedness conditions. And this week, we're going to take a deeper dive into the final two, developing the detail that makes the first step towards our goal clearly specified and achievable, and ensuring that our goal increases choice. As we work through this podcast series on setting and achieving awesome goals, we gain even more clarity on what it is we actually do want to have. When we complete the first of the five success principles, knowing our outcome, we can then use the keys to an achievable outcome and the well-formedness conditions to get an even greater understanding on the specifics of our outcome and what needs to be done to achieve it. This also means we get even more clarity on who we need to be to deliver on the actions that will ultimately get us our results. In this episode, we get to explore the well-formedness condition of expanding on the sensory-specific details that describe the first step on the way to achieving our goal. We're making sure that it's specified clearly and that this first step of our journey is in fact achievable. This is our opportunity to fill out our first step with as much sensory-specific detail as possible because the greater the detail the more we engage our unconscious mind and create that congruent alignment where our unconscious mind thinks, yes, we're already on our way to achieving our goal and we've already started. And now all we do is follow the steps we've outlined. Remember, the purpose of defining the steps using sensory specific details is because we're creating a bridge for our unconscious mind, moving from the present reality to the realisation of our goal. In combining the sensory-based description of our goal with the descriptions of our steps, we're laying down the path, our instructions, which is especially important to our unconscious mind because it means that we will now notice and focus on what steps to take along the way of achieving our goal. So we really want to ramp this up when we're describing the first step that we're going to take on the way to achieving our goal. And once we've done that, then we'll look at the final of the well-formedness conditions, which is to confirm that our goal increases choice. 
When a goal is perceived to reduce our choice or limit us in some way, then we can feel less attracted to it. We may lose a sense of alignment or perhaps our deep congruent commitment to go for the goal because as we go for it, we notice that it's limiting our opportunities or choices and our unconscious mind doesn't really like that. This final well-formedness condition allows us to check that both the process of pursuing our goal and ultimately achieving the goal itself does open up more choices in our life rather than restricting it. It creates a sense of growth. The choices we get may be because we've learnt new things about ourselves and or the world, or we've picked up new skills and capabilities, or gained access to increased resources. The important thing to notice is that achieving the goal does open up opportunities for us. This well-formedness condition focuses on our first step towards our goal. It has to be clearly specified and achievable. This also enables us to again review and confirm some of the conditions we've already identified for our goal previously. For example, as we have worked through the well-formedness conditions, we have already identified the steps we need to take to achieve our goal. We covered that in an earlier episode. So now we get to confirm and expand upon our initial thinking about this first step. The aim is to get our unconscious mind so excited about our goal, we feel like the proverbial bull at a gate champing to get out onto the arena and get going. So let's look at a couple of examples to see how this might work. For our first example, let's say our goal is to complete the Great Victorian Bike Ride. Now, this is one I know well, having been on 11 Great Victorian Bike Rides myself. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the event, once a year a few thousand people get on their push bikes and ride around a section of the Victorian countryside for nine days. It's such a fantastic way to see the state and be in a community of like-minded people for a great holiday. I love it. And I'll certainly miss it this year because it's been cancelled due to restrictions from the COVID pandemic. Anyway, let's say a friend has just convinced you to ride on the Great Vic and you haven't ridden a bike in 20 years. So you write down your outcome and you go through the well-formedness conditions, including writing down the steps you need to go through to complete your goal. And you're ready now to really develop the detail for your first step, which could be buying a bike. So remember, the game is to make this step, in this case buying a bike, clearly specified and achievable. We want to have a win right off the mark, again, as a further convincer to our unconscious mind that we've got this and the goal's in our hand. So buying a bike nowadays would probably involve going onto the internet and doing lots of searches. And, you know, you might go and visit some bike stores, actually jump on a few bikes and try them out getting advice from friends, getting advice from experts, deciding on what's your criteria for the bike. What sort of gearing do you want on it? Is it a road bike? Is it a hybrid bike? What sort of brakes do you want on it? And you you might be doing this with someone else, so you might be sharing the fun of deciding on the bike. And then you also want to know what colour is it, 
what sort of seat you want to have on it and, and what's the noise your bell is going to make when you ring your bell. So these are all the sensory specific details that you really want to build into this. Because remember, this is the bike that's going to get you through around about 650 kilometers of riding. So you want to make sure it's one you're happy with. Then we could, we could actually ride all that down so that it's really clearly specified and we're clear it's achievable. The key point here is we want the first step to be so clear and enjoyable and so exciting that our unconscious mind can't wait to get going. And once you've achieved your first step and you have your bike ready to start your training, your unconscious mind is totally on board then because it just might think something like, wow, achieving this first step was so great. Let's have more of that. Let's look at another example. How about if we decide a goal is to climb a mountain? Again, if we've been through the well-formedness conditions, we've got a clear picture of our outcome, standing atop a mountain, wind in our hair, sun shining, all that detail. And we've outlined the steps to achieve our goal. It is self-initiated and maintained. We've described in sensory-specific detail and we've done an ecology check. So we're all good to go, almost. Before we start, we want to really develop the detail for that first step. Now, in this case, you might want to decide which mountain you're going to climb if you haven't done that already. So again, that might involve getting on the internet and researching mountains, looking at other people's accounts of mountain climbing and interviews of people who've done it. Maybe you might personally interview some people who've been out climbing. And you're going to come up with some criteria for choosing the mountain you're going to climb. You might even download pictures of it and talk it over with a climbing partner before making the final decision. Again, we make this first step so compelling, we can't help but be driven to succeed. And finally, let's look at a third example, say a significant event, like planning a wedding. Again, let's pretend you've already been through steps one to five, including identifying the steps we need to take to achieve our goal. So now we go back to our first step and really pack in the detail. Let's say the first step is to pick a wedding venue. We'll already have some criteria around this because we've already described our outcome, so that gives us some parameters. For instance, it might be that we want to be married on the beach, so that would inform our decision about the venue we're going to choose. We might have some other criteria, like how many people are going to fit in and you know some other things like that. You might also be thinking about the budget and how much you want to spend. So this first step might involve researching on the internet, which seems to be the thing to do nowadays, reading reviews, picking out maybe half a dozen possibilities, going to visit them, perhaps with some people who are going to help us decide, like maybe your spouse-to-be or a close friend or family member. You might even make a couple of days of traveling around and having some fun along the way, like I did with my daughter and son-in-law when we were looking for their venue. And did you know that when you go to visit potential marriage venues, that sometimes they give you a free meal to try out the food? So that was an added bonus we didn't expect. Anyway, once you've done this, it's you kind of go perfect. Our first step is clearly specified and definitely achievable. 
and designed to get that full alignment and congruence with our unconscious mind. And then looking at the next well-formedness condition, which is making sure our goal will give us increased choice, we want to get to the point where we can clearly see that this goal of ours does increase choices in our lives. Because the unconscious mind will be drawn to this. It's kind of like those ads, you know, those ads you see on TV where they say, here's the main product. And then after that, they say, wait, there's more. We just can't help it. We all have to get that little bit more than we expected, don't we? And remember, if the goal reduces choice, then our unconscious mind will not be very happy. It might even throw a bit of a tantrum. And we wouldn't want that, would we? Now, I said before that these increased choices may be created because we've learned new things about ourselves, learned new things about the world, we've picked up new skills and capabilities, or maybe gained increased access to resources. And I think it's pretty easy to see in the three examples we've been talking about that these goals increase choice in the person's life. So, for example, going on the Great Vic bike ride will make us pretty fit. So that increases choices because we can then do other events that before might not have been available to us. We might even decide to train for a 10-kilometer run or something like that. And it would definitely increase choice because our general fitness has increased and we have an increased sense of well-being, our immune system's boosted, and we just generally feel more satisfied with who we are and what we're doing in our life. We might have more energy, for example. And it will give us more choice because we meet new people, make friends on the ride. So we can choose to go back and have even more fun with them next year, which I've done 11 times. I've already mentioned that. And we've learned so much about the part of the world where we're riding our bikes, part of the world where we maybe rarely visit. So now we have more choices of places to go on holidays. And this would be similar for our second goal of climbing our mountain more fitness, more knowledge of places in the world, greater well-being, greater connection to ourselves and to nature. And as for the wedding, well, we've chosen a life partner. So we'd be able to work with this person on shared goals for the rest of our life, not to mention the skills we've picked up in event planning and organisation, getting the wedding organised. So there you have it. Making that first step specified and achievable and having our goal increase choice, together round out the powerful strategy of well-formedness conditions, which really make our goals rock solid. Applying the well-formedness conditions to build that resilience into our goal means that we can be certain that our outcome is so robust and resilient, we can really be unstoppable. Join me in the next episode when we'll draw all the strings together so we can clearly experience the power of the well-formedness conditions and see how, as a technique, this continues the work we've done so far on how to build a truly successful life. Stay awesome, and I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Wow, thanks for showing up and listening in. We would love to hear from you. Send your thoughts, ideas, or questions via email to joanne at destinypursuit.com.au. Now it's time to take today's recipe out into your own life. Notice the differences that show up as you apply it. 
We'd love to hear how you are progressing with your new approach. 